0: Megha Jindal, to me, is the true definition of poise. In a world that says that toughness, resilience, and badassery looks a certain way, Megha has shown me that strength is kindness, that strength is warmth, and that strength is big-heartedness. An immigrant who moved from New Delhi, India, to the U.S. six months after she met her now-husband, in this podcast, Megha shares on her journey of finding community and herself in a country where, at first, She only knew her husband and his family. Listen into this podcast if you want to learn what you have to find clarity on before you create meaningful friendships, what to do instead of judging someone or their behaviors when you first meet them, how routines help with creating community, and why she thinks a unique life is a happy life. Hello, hello, and welcome to The Homesickness Cure, a podcast that explores how people in new places create community. We'll be talking to immigrants, expats, and even city and state transplants to understand their thoughts and hear their experiences and how they've developed genuine friendships, created a thriving community, and are rebuilding a life for themselves that feels truly authentic. Join us to hear first-hand accounts of building connections in a strange place, as well as expert advice on how to navigate big life transitions like a badass. I'm your host, Anya Sharice, founder of Navigating Culture, former expat, lifelong immigrant, and infrequent digital nomad. Let's get this conversation going. So you said you moved to the U.S. Um, for your partner. Do you mind giving us a little bit more insight into that? Um, and then can you tell me a little bit more about how open you were to moving or not?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, sure. So uh, pretty much uh, I was raised in an Indian culture. I would not say that I come from a very traditional family back in India. But yes, my parents were very progressive, which means I got a chance to study, uh, complete my higher education. My, my father wanted to make sure that you know I get a master's degree, so I did live Uh, outside uh, India for for a few years. Uh, I finished my master's from a different uh, state. So I lived there for two years and then I moved to Middle East for about three years. I have lived in like Bahrain, Dubai uh, for most of the period. Then I moved back. And then, uh, you know, by the time a woman is 26, 27, there's a lot of pressure to get married. Uh, That's what happened. And uh, luckily, I met my husband through a common friend. So, and he was settled in America. So that was, so before meeting him, I had always said that I don't want to go abroad. I want to settle in India. But when I met him, uh, his whole family is settled back in India. Obviously, I met the family too. And it was always open. He told me that if there was ever an opportunity to go back, he would happily do it. Mm -hmm. So that kind of uh, like that kind of bought me into it. And I like, obviously, you know, when I was getting to know him, it really went well. And that's the reason I kept myself open. Uh, and just on that trust on that um, trust on the partner trust on the whole societal marriage system we have back in the country. I just did that and I just thought, okay, fine. And just like within six months, he got married and within a month of get, being married in India, I, we flew back and everything changed for me.
0: Thanks, thanks for being so honest and vulnerable about that. Yeah, I think you're, I mean, I know that you had a lot of fail-safes. You knew that your partner was open to moving back to India if you really felt that way. Um, but I still think that it was extremely brave of you to move all the way to the US, especially when so much of your life was was in India and you always wanted to stay there. Um, so I'm really curious, when you first came to the US, how did you first, like how did you create community? Um, was it difficult? Did you, Was it easy to find people with similar values? Like how do you go about doing that?
1: Uh, yeah, honestly, it, it wasn't like uh, an easy thing. It was a lot of change happening in my life and it can like it it the situation also differs person to person for me I, I got married to a new person I was told I was like I started living with a total stranger I as the you know the uh, married woman but the Indian culture had to adopt then my husband had to adopt and then on top of that I was away from my country I was away from everybody and the culture was like it just turned from not to south. So I still remember there were days I would just be like so depressed. My husband would leave for work, come back in the evening, and I I sometimes felt I had nothing to do. But like uh, then I kept very close contact with my parents, with my husband's family, and everybody encouraged me to go out see the situation as an opportunity in the challenge. So I started going out. I, I really started. We used to live in Santa Clara back then. And uh, that's another town from where we live now in the Bay Area. So there were a lot of Indian families who lived in the community. So I literally, like, started going in my neighborhood and finding people who were just like me, who probably got married or even were married for a few years, had children, and what they would do. So I built like that. Uh, I started from there. I, I Then I leaned a lot on my husband's friends and they started coming over. I kind of, uh, you know, started meeting them and made sure like I can connect. uh, We can hang out on the weekends or something like that. Uh, I explored uh, libraries uh, around the neighborhood, what I could do. I still remember I met a woman. I made her my walking buddy. We used to go for walks. So I started taking those small steps. Uh, It was not easy, but those things like uh, made me learn a lot. There were so many people I met I didn't connect with, even, with, even if they were from India, like our values or our uh, religion or our culture didn't match. So, you know, you end up not connecting with the person, but then there were really some people who might be from different states, but still we had so much in common that we could connect and we could keep, uh, keep the momentum high. Mm.
0: So you said that there are people that you didn't connect with, even though they were from India. Like, can you give maybe an example or some insight into like, why specifically you felt that just being from India wasn't enough for you guys to connect or form a friendship or a relationship?
1: You have to know yourself. So for example, I I met a few of the women who would have, who would like, who would have no interest in, say, um, uh, for example, cooking, or who would just have interest in like just going out all seven days of the week, Mm -hmm. I would not connect with these people because I was very homely. I I wanted to like, you know, uh, spend as much much time as in my marriage because I was cultivating that relationship with my husband and I didn't want to like uh, not give back in the relationship. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: those were some instances where I didn't connect with the people. And then some, so I also... Like when I, when I moved here, I realized like I was religious. I like to pray. I like to follow a discipline. So mm-hmm. I was also like not connecting with people who were not doing that. Nothing wrong. But this is, I realize this is who I am. I liked more peace. I, I liked more intimacy. I would like to have like that trust and belongingness. And I'm calling a friend. I didn't want to judge people. I, I, I still remember I joined like a Desi Indian, they call it Desi Indian women group where you could meet total strangers. Mm-hmm. So like I realized some of the women would like just judge you straight front. For example, if I would say, yeah, I cook for my husband, he goes to work and I have nothing to do. It's better that I do something productive and they would be like, yeah, but why, why do you take all that pressure? And the conversation would just become versus a woman should do it or a man should do it. And I, I could not find that equilibrium, though. I myself, I'm a very modern woman. I work now. My, my partner helps me a lot. We have divided things. But that time when I had like nothing much to do, I was happy taking that load and people would just take it otherwise. So those are situations where I didn't connect with certain people.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I think it it really goes down to just being open and being open to why people do the things that they do. Because even from you telling me like, oh, like, you know, I work now. And so me and my husband share the load. But then, you know, I could cook or I enjoyed learning to cook. So that was something that I did for him. There's nothing bad or inherently wrong about that but but you're saying that you know people like didn't take the time to understand that they just made an assumption and Mm -hmm. put you in a category so I definitely feel like that's a lesson for for everyone it's to not judge things at face value if you don't understand something or you don't agree with something like ask more questions to figure out the intention behind why someone is doing something and and from there you know you can make another judgment or decision if you want to. Um, but more often than not, you'll probably find that you can find common ground or some sort of agreement or understanding as to why the, that person does something the way that they do.
1: Yeah, um, Anya, I just also have very good another example. Like, till today, I'm not a very heavy drinker. Like, yeah. I don't consume alcohol that much. But I also realized in my this whole journey that people would not think of me as a cool person. <laughs> you know, if I'm not like socializing with the drink. Uh, and sometimes I would like indulge myself more than I wanted to just because I wanted to make friends. But those friendships never lasted mm. beyond a certain time. But that made that gave me a lesson that be authentic this is who I am but now like today I I work in this big company I have so many work friends and they all know that I'm I'm somebody who like doesn't like to do that but I still go on happy hours I'm happy with a mint tea or I'm just happy happy with like a non-alcoholic and drink and people just connect with me really well. I there's no judgment happening and we probably I'm the only one in most of my my friends where they also tell me, okay, then she can take the responsibility of us, you know, getting in a cab, getting at home safely. So I discovered it's totally fine. And I met so, I meet so many people who are like this and we, we are like also as cool and happy people as people who might be indulging themselves in that behavior.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I love the point you made about authenticity and being true to yourself because I found that too in my own experiences. Like when you figure out who you are, you take the time to do that. Eventually it becomes easier to, well, discern the right people for you and it just becomes easier to attract the right people to you as well.
1: Yeah, and then in turn, I also learned that I also, I still practice every day that I don't have to judge anybody on a certain thing. That's something which I have really learned and picked up in these last eight years. Probably I was not like this back in India because uh, growing up in a very traditional or or also very progressive family, still it's a lot of bias i'm from north india and i would like hear things but here my perspective changed and i'm like no i need to be like it's fine
0: oh i really like that that's
1: awesome what is your so
0: you talked a little bit about work and like what your work community looks like but outside of that What does your community and your friendships look like today? And then do you feel like you still have some of the friends that you made eight years ago? Do you think that they're still in your circle as of this year?
1: Uh, Yeah, I made a few friends. So I went back to school here uh, just to like learn the culture and to eventually take a job. So I I made a few friends in the school, which I'm I'm still connected with. We still talk. Then uh, there are a few friends which I made in my first like couple of jobs. Uh, that community is very strong. We meet and we discuss things, and we probably have also done like um, reading books together. And then uh, what else uh, beyond work? Yeah, so I think uh, only those friendships lasted where it was meaningful, or we could, we had a certain like base to connect on. I really developed a uh, deep uh, friendship with one of my partner's uh, friends' wife. Uh, they are Vietnamese and they are Indians but the, the bond is uh, really good and it, it is to a point where every year we try to go on a trip together. They have a son now so I really bond with the child very well. Really those connections have uh, uh, lived so far. And Then another thing which I developed a strong community is in a Hindu temple. So we kind of visit temple. We try to, uh, beyond this quarantine time, we try to go to the temple every Tuesday, once in a week. So we, and we've been going to the same temple for eight years now or seven years now. Uh, And I have developed a strong community there. They're older people, but the families are our families. We often meet on festivals. We go to each other's houses for dinners uh, or lunches, and it's really good. Like I, sometimes if I'm really missing my parents, I have a family, uh, I can go and spend time with them really have that cultural vibe which I have back in India so that's really nice
0: yeah and you're such a good cook too so I imagine that people are like flocking to your house whenever you say let's have a dinner together
1: yeah that's one thing I picked up here I thought I could never cook I never did that but I just I literally like used to think I can do it but the more and more I got into it I sometimes feel I should just have a restaurant and I should quit quit whatever so embracing the change came late to me but I just wish I did it on day one.
0: So I feel like for me like one of the things that I'm doing is trying to interview people who moved but also people who are creating a unique life for themselves. And unique doesn't have to be unique from one person's perspective. It's unique from your own perspective. Um, So for me, like, I I really want to know, like, what advice do you have for people who are trying to follow in your footsteps and, or in general, just create a unique life for themselves?
1: Uh, I think i I touched this a little bit, but if I were to give somebody some key points uh, i think I totally i I have come to a point where if you find yourself in a very different situation or you're trying to create something unique first first thing is like just embrace that change, just bring it in it's fine. Uh, like since few years now I've started doing this even if there is a big challenge happening I just try, and try to find the opportunity in it and just try to restrict myself of not having those negative feelings and just thinking what positive can I get out of it and that made me that is making my life unique like uh, with this quarantine time, I'm trying to spend more time with my husband, for example, like uh, with every, like when I first started my career, I, I only worked in like small startups and I really wanted to work for a big company. So I made those goals. Okay, from here, I want to go there and what I what do I need to do? Uh, so networking became a key thing, like just meet or develop those relationships, uh, Then because I I used to have so much time and I'm not used to work, I I found out that there's so much of uh, giving back you can do in this country. I used to just go to this library, spend time with kids, teach them. Uh, I worked in this recruitment self, just helping people learn computers and build their resumes. Uh, That has stayed with me and with Salesforce, I. I try to give, back, give that back a lot. So identifying these small goals or small objectives for you, these might be little, even like you want to like develop a new hobby, go to a gym, do some volunteer work. You can just write those, post them on your refrigerator. And even if you do those, I think you can just make your life unique. It doesn't have to be like something really big. They're just small things which makes us happy. Uh, And I think that's the key.
0: Oh, I really like that. So for you, a unique life is a happy life.
1: Yeah. At the end of the day, (laughs) uh, you just want to be happy.
0: Hello, listeners. I'm so sorry for popping in in the middle of the podcast, but I have something that I must, must share with you. Right now, I'm offering a free guide on the Navigating Culture website called Three Fun Ways to Use Apps to Spark." deep friendships find it at bit.ly forward slash spark friendship that's s-p-a-r-k-f-r-i-e-n-d-s-h-i-p in it you'll discover what you need to get clear on before you open friendship apps A simple three-step approach to ensuring friendship matches, agree to meet, how to write intros that get people to respond quickly, and the easiest way to be the most interesting person in a conversation. Secret, it's not about playing it cool. To download, visit bit.ly forward slash spark friendship. All right, now let's get back to the podcast. I really like that. I know that you probably touched on this earlier when we talked about um, friendship qualities, Um, but for you, um, what's the number one key, like most important value in a friendship?
1: Um, I think it's uh, that trust and uh, like no judgment. You just accept the other person the way they are.
0: Yeah. I figured you're going to say no judgment because we talked about it so much in the beginning, but I really wanted to like hear it from like your own words and your own voice. Yeah. (laughs) And then if you're okay with it, um, this is a question that I'm asking um, everyone that comes on to the podcast is what does being a badass mean to you? (laughs)
1: Uh, I think I just want to say uh, which I have also picked up especially in the last year just be yourself and be authentic like I tell this myself like fine I'm at my core I have that a lot of that Indian culture and values in myself which I don't want to lose and that's totally fine Uh, so I think it's just that just be yourself be authentic because if you are that then you can thrive and excel taking that forward but if you try to change i think that's just going to last for some time and then you're going to go back and that's going to even hurt more
0: mm. i love that um so do you have any thing else that we didn't touch on that you really want to share that's important to you or do you think that people should know or think about
1: uh, yeah, I think when you, as an immigrant, uh, I just feel, you know, when you're in a new place, uh, it might be very hard, but identifying those small things, like maybe adopting to a new hobby if you have time, giving back uh, to, this, to wherever you are, uh, just like, um, you know, uh, just driving in that change can really bring uh, so much learnings to your own life. I feel you should not be scared of. And these are the times when I've also like leaned back on my family a lot and I realized, oh my God, I love them way more uh, than I think I did. Mm -hmm. So do these only like strengthen your bonds. So I make it a point to call all my family, like it's huge. But if you have so much time, you're away, you can set those goals. Yeah, I want to call this person, that person, this person this week. And that can only make you closer, stronger. And in the end, if you have those, then you're only happier. Like, I'm so away from my family, but, like, we talk, we celebrate on the phone or on FaceTime that we're only getting closer. Like, yeah, yeah, it's only the physical distance, but other than that, we're very close. And I think for a person like me, it's your family, which matters at the end of the day, and your friends, obviously. Love it.
0: Yeah. I've been... Reflecting on that too, I um, met my my brother's nieces for the first time in (laughs) Cuba because I spent like three months in London. And now I'm like here with my family and I hadn't seen them in like a year and a half. And really, truly, like it is one of the most important things. Like we spend so much time thinking about how much money we have or what job we have. But at the end of the day, it's the relationships that we are intentional about and that we cultivate that are the most
1: important. Uh, Yeah, definitely, Anna. And there's like just one last thing I want to say that I like since a couple of years, I've also been very focused on my physical and mental health. So it's always best if you can self-care and self-love. Like that's also I think is the beginning uh, of if you're trying to like it is there can be a lot going on. And especially at this time, I always thought, oh, my God, I can't work out at home but i think everything is doable now i'm just doing like online classes but it gives me like so much energy and motivation so like i'm being very mindful of my mental and my physical health
0: that's awesome
1: oh mega you were so great thank you so much for
0: coming on the podcast